welcome to slash welcome back to the Doll Mom Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I think this one is going to be one of the most special episodes yet because I have someone really, really awesome and really, really neat and special on. I have Abby. She is one of a really special doll friend and she actually used to work at one of my favorite American Girl stores, American Girl Kansas City. She used to be on the visual team there. So today we are going to kind of get to know Abby because besides getting to work at American Girl Store, she also collected American Girl dolls. And then we're going to be talking about her experience at American Girl Kansas City. Since I'm really excited, let's get on into it. So now we're going to be getting to know Abby. So Abby, how did you get into American Girl Dolls? Um, well, I got into American Girl Dolls actually via Little House on the Prairie. When I was a kid, I am I was like six, I think, I got the Little House on the Prairie book for my birthday, and I very quickly became absolutely obsessed with history and historical fiction and pioneers in sunbonnets in particular. And then we got this beautiful catalog in the mail, and there was a doll, and she was a pioneer, and she was wearing a sunbonnet, and it was just love at first sight. And after that, um, I actually, we read the books, of course, and then my grandmother got me Kirsten, and I think I must have been like seven or so at the time. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, And I haven't actually had any of the really white body experts check my Kirsten, but I suspect that she's like a 1988-ish doll. And then after that, Felicity came out in a couple of years, and she was a horse girl, and that was all right up my alley. And so I got her for Christmas the year she came out, and then after that, every time a doll, a new historical doll would come out, my grandmother would get her for me for Christmas. And... I just kind of kept going from there, and I had all of the dolls by the time the um, by the time the girls today's came out. I was already caught up. I had picked up Molly and Samantha as well, and then I just kept going after that. I got a few of the girls today's, but it didn't really pick up until I was an adult. Um, when I was an adult, I was able to discover that I had my own income, and with that. I also discovered the online communities and the Madison Children's Museum sale, and I was able to um, go ahead and continue my collection that way. Oh, I love that. That's so cool about the Madison Children's Museum. Have you ever been? I have. I've actually been to the sale, I think, three times, and it was really, really cool. Oh my goodness, that sounds like so much fun. So like, when did exactly did you go? Did you go before COVID? Yeah, um, all the times that we went was before COVID. And I think the first one was in the early 2010s, maybe, or maybe 2008 or not, that I got to go the first time. And then after that, I went at least two, two or three more times. I think actually maybe I've been four times now that I think about it. It was definitely before they started changing the way they did things, and they had some stuff there that was, like, pieces of the old craft kits and furniture that had been retired for ages and those kinds of things. Before, it was kind of more mainstream products. It was just, it was almost like a garage sale in the best way. 
I like that. That sounds like, it sounds like really fun. It was. It was really fun. Oh my goodness. I've never been to like an in-person benefit sale and I really want to go. And I'm really sad that this like is the last year that they're doing it. Me too. I, I would love to go. And I'm so sad. And I hope that they pick it up with somebody else now that Madison Children's Museum has decided they don't want to do it anymore. Hopefully somebody else will come along and pick up that niche and make it so that we can keep going and still have secondhand dollies to love. Yes! I really hope maybe American Girl takes it and, like, we still have that good tradition because it is quite sad that they're ending. So what inspired you to get into the American Girl social media world? Oh, probably 2004 or five or so. Uh, when I was just about finishing college, I discovered that there was a, a social media world for American Girl. Um, back then, it was the original AG Playthings message board and there were a couple of websites that had some really good information and that kind of thing and I got to know some really cool people on there that had been collectors forever like me and I got to find out that I wasn't the only weird college girl that still had American Girl dolls in her dorm room. Um, it was really, really cool and I've just kind of been active off and on there ever since. Um, I did take a little bit of a radio silence while I was working at the store because we're very limited on what we can say and interact on in public forum. It was, I've been, been working around for a really long time. That's really cool. I really love how dolls can bring us together, especially, you know, online and stuff. And I remember the American Girl Playthings. Like, they had a little website. You could go on and see Plast American Girl Products. And I remember, like, little discussion boards, too. Yeah, that was so much fun. I don't... That isn't a thing anymore, is it? You know, I'm not sure. I haven't I heard haven't much. On time, there might still be a few message boards that are active. I haven't heard anything, I don't think, from them in a while. I don't know. Maybe I'm not on them. Maybe that's why I haven't heard anything. At one point, there were several of them. Yeah. I don't know. Might still be around, but I think most things have moved to... Um, Instagram and social media, YouTube things, and yeah. that kind of now. Yeah. You said you've been loving American Girls for mostly your whole life. So tell me how was the process, what was the decision making that you wanted to work at American Girl Kansas City? Okay, well, it went something like this. Of course, I had been going to the store since the grand opening because it's finally a local store. Amazing. And um, then I was hanging out with my best friend, Bailey, and she had just finished graduate school and was looking for a job while she was starting her career. And as a joke, I said, well, you know, you could always apply at the American Girl Store. And she's like, you know, I think I will, because she was also a doll person. I may have dragged her into it. She was actually hired as a retail associate. And so she worked there doing that and eventually became the personal shopper. And because I was friends with her, you know, I would go to the store and she would be working and we would hang out and we would go on our days off and hang out at the store, which is, you know, a collector thing, but not something every employee does. One day they were like, well, you know, it's, and, oh, by the way, I'm a music teacher in real life. Um, I'm an elementary school music teacher. I teach kindergarten through fifth grade music classes. And it was getting close to holiday season, and we went in the store, 
And somebody who works there said, you know, you should really, like, apply and work here on the weekends during the holidays. And I said, okay, cool, I can do that. Here's my application. And the HR person at the time was like, well, can you come back in, like, half an hour and we'll do your interview? And I was like, what? <laughs> um, uh, yes, okay. And so we interviewed, and they hired me for seasonal, um, seasonal retail. And then I was one of the few that was kept on because not everyone stays after holiday. Eventually, I moved over to visual to be a visual associate. I actually was able to work in almost all areas of the store at least a little bit. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. I love how they kept you because like you were really good at the visuals. Like that was like a really good decision. I actually taught my training class. Like there's a part of learning of learning to work an American girl for their training that mm-hmm. was like historical characters and these are our products and I was like oh I got this and then I taught the rest of the class that section so that was fun oh my goodness that sounds so much fun some other friends that worked at the store that had you know OG American girls from when they were little and Mm -hmm. some of them rediscovered and started collecting again and it was really cool I remember how you brought in your Kristen for one of the summer displays okay so you mentioned about the grand opening I want the details on the grand opening. What happened? Like, how was it? Oh, my gosh. It's so blurry in my mind now because, of course, I didn't actually work there yet. Yeah. Um, but I definitely went because I was super, super excited for it. When, when we first heard there was a store coming to Kansas City, I was just over the moon. So I yeah. definitely was there. I remember there being some, like, I remember there being a big line to get in. Mm-hmm. And they were limiting the number of people in the store. So it was like, so many people had to leave before the next group got to come in. And they had, like, little freebie stations with little crafts and all of those kinds of things. Now that I have worked there and I understand a little bit more about how the events were actually functioning, I know it was must have been a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And it must have taken a lot of work. And um, there were probably a lot of corporate-level employees that were there helping out that I just didn't know about at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up having a surprise friend that worked there. Another music teacher that I had worked with before was working there. But it was so much fun, and it was so cool to have an actual American Girl store that was local to us. I remember my excitement finding out that American Girl was coming to Kansas City. I This was like when I was like getting into American Girl dolls, because I got into American Girl dolls. It was 2009 in the fall. I got my first one when I turned six in October that year. And so we would always travel to Chicago because that was the closest store. Because we didn't mm-hmm. know about Dallas or, like, you know, anywhere besides yeah. there. Honestly, Dallas isn't that close either. And so anyway, so when we found out that the Kansas City store was opening, I was over the moon. My parents were over the moon because, you know, they would see me get so excited in this store and have the most awesome time that, anyone could ever have um and so they were really excited to take me and stuff and I think my first visit it wasn't until 2011 uh during the summer because we went to worlds of fun and after worlds of fun uh we went to the American Girl Kansas City store and I remember walking around during my first visit and my parents told me I wasn't going to get a doll I tried to talk them into getting me a doll that day didn't happen we didn't get a doll until my birthday, because I went back to my birthday that year, and I ended up getting Ruthie. So Ruthie was, like, my first 
uh, Kansas City doll. And so, but it was just so magical getting to see it the first time and being like, oh my goodness, we have a store near me. Like, it was just so much fun. Even though it was three hours away, it was still the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I worked at the store, but I've never actually lived in the vicinity of the store. I've, I've actually always commuted from either Lawrence or Topeka. So it was worth driving that far for a part-time job for me. Oh, my. The things we do for our dolls. We're now going to be kind of, you can answer this for, like, your, the visual job that you had or for other positions that you had in the store. But what did your job entail? What did you do on a daily basis? For the visual position, we came in really, really early before the store opened, and we do what's called recovering the store. And we go around and we personally touch every single display, brush all the Play Value dolls' hair. Play Value means the ones that are not in cases or boxes. Then we put everything back where it's supposed to go. We kind of de-play because sometimes our littlest customers put things in very weird or interesting places. We have to find all the pieces and replace anything that's missing. And that usually takes an hour or so. If it's really messy, it can take longer because we might have to redo all a lot of hair. That, that's our, our main everyday kind of duty. For launches would be when we get into some more of the interesting things that other departments didn't get to do very much. And for that, we would have all of the information about new products that were coming. And we would get the products in advance. And we would style the displays and change all their clothes and do their hair and all of those kinds of things in advance of a launch. And then the, the actual launch, which is usually after hours after the store has closed, then we set the displays, including the ones that are under glass. And display setting is something of a fine art kind of thing. You get to be as creative as you want. When I first started, we were not allowed to use anything in the cases that we weren't selling. But then by the time um, the store was closing, we were just starting to get to do what's called propping, where we use other things to make the scene really come to life, and I loved that. Um, I'm so sad that I don't get to keep doing it because it's so neat to make the tiny little world. Uh, I did get to do a little bit of that before we closed, though. I made a really neat Kaya display that had a lot of nature elements and a creek and a dam for the beaver and all kinds of things like that. And we got to use a lot of kinetic sand with some of the beach things. Um, and it's just really fun to design displays. Planning displays is actually more complicated than it looks. You can't just put any old dolls out wherever wearing whatever. You have to think about things like diversity and how many dolls in the store are wearing glasses or braces or hearing aids and make sure that everyone is represented as equally as possible and that kind of thing as well. Also, at the same time, you're still trying to sell products, so you want it to be as, as um, customer-friendly as possible. I remember um, the Kaya display that you're talking about. That was, like, one of my favorite displays in American Girl Kansas City. I still have photos of it on my phone. Like, it is so – I thought you guys did such a good job with that, and I, like, remember – I remember the little elf on the shelf. Oh, yeah. We had, when we got our doll-sized elf on the shelf, one of the things that we decided to do as a store was we had Casey, the store elf, and he would move around the store, and he would be in different places. I think we had him tightrope walking between the hair salon and the register for a while. Um, we had him 
like riding in a shoe up in up in the like hanging from the lights riding in a doll shoe which was pretty fun um just wherever we could think of to put him he was hanging out with mary ellen in her rocket her rocket display for a while it, it was so much fun to put him in different places my other favorite display that is still floating around on the internet some pictures of is um my skateboard girl that i posed upside down i don't think i remember that one um it's the number 24 in the okay. skateboard park set and uh-huh. she was in a cute which is you know the big square glass yeah covered displays and because she was cubed we could pose her in such a way with some secret hot glue and wires and things and places to make her be upside down doing skateboard tricks on the display that was really neat oh i'm trying to think of i don't think i've seen that one actually if you have a photo of that you're gonna have to send that to me because i do remember the uh julie's bathroom one too yeah bathroom julie definitely went on with someone to have a better life Uh, Julie has in her bathroom that hair towel, and if you've ever played with Julie's hair, it is thick, straight, and long, and it's really hard to get it to do anything you want it to, unless what you want it to do is be thick, straight. So we um, may have given Julie a haircut to make the head scarf, her head towel thing fit better. So the Julie that was in our bathroom display definitely didn't have all of her hair under there. FYI, you know, uh, we, we were allowed to do a few things for for the ultimate look, let's say, that were not so reproducible in actual play. Please don't reproduce that in actual play. Don't cut your Julie's hair. Just sit it under that towel. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. You will regret it. Do that. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't do that. We're not giving anyone inspiration, anyone ideas. No, no, no. Don't do that. Otherwise, you will be visiting the dollhouse. So where did you get inspiration for displays? Um, you know, I just thought about what each character would be doing or, you know, what the little girl who was wearing whatever outfit would be doing and tried to make it as realistic as possible. I posed them in natural ways where, like, little kids would actually do those kinds of things. And basically I tried to make the doll displays that I would want to be. Oh, I love that. I, I would be that girl that comes to the store and sees everything for the first time and just is amazed at how it looks. So I tried really hard to make all of our displays, one, perfect, and two, up to that, oh gosh, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. I think you really lived up to that because there was a lot of times where I got to go to the store and I would get to experience that wonderful Kansas City's displays and be like oh my goodness like you could tell how hard that you guys worked on that and how much detail that you guys put in that like they were amazing hands down best displays at American Girl Store ever was. Oh thank you we really 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 tried hard to do the best that we could possibly do there. Well, you can definitely tell, and I'm pretty sure you can tell from some of the pictures that I will probably be posting from this podcast episode. I will tell you, I am the case person, and it was my pride and joy to make sure those cases were perfect. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only places where we used hairspray. Oh, yeah? Is in the case. But I would take every single doll that would be in a case, and I would prep her to standards, which means that I measured every zipper that was on every jacket, and put the sticker in exactly the right place. They have a very specific way that their hair is supposed to be is supposed to be styled in the case. 
this is one of the only places where we take scissors and we cut every single fly away so that there is literally not a hair out of place on the dolls and the meat cases. Um, and so all the flyaways trimmed away, it's kind of like pruning, you prune the doll. <laughs> <laughs> um, and every curl exactly where it's supposed to be and every single doll in those cases is supposed to be absolutely perfect. And that was one of the things that I actually did for, oh gosh, three or four meat outfits, I guess, at the store. And every single doll in that case was touched by me. They, we had like what's called a temp space and it was just this little room somewhere else in the mall and we would just sit in there for hours and hours and hours, often by ourselves, because there's only three or four, well, no, not even. You're usually only three-ish visual associates in the whole store anyway. And so we would just sit there for hours and prep dolls for launches. And it was often hot, but we could have music and candy at least. What advice would you give someone wanting to work at an American Girl store on the visual team? Oh, gosh. First of all, when you are playing with your own dolls, you want to think about the little details. So if you are into doll photography, that's actually a really great place to get started because you create a theme and then you want everything in it to be perfect. You're kind of a jack-of-all-trades employee. You get to see a lot of the back-of-house part, a lot of the retail part, a lot of the hairstyling part. I would say work on hairstyling. Um, many people come over to the visual side from the hair salon. If you are really good at doll hair, then that is definitely a place to start. Even as a visual associate, there were hundreds of times that we would get slammed and I would end up being in the doll hair salon or being the doctor or whatever else that was going on in the store that day that they just needed extra extra people for help for helping with those kinds of things. So um, otherwise, I mean, go to a store and apply. Work somewhere in the store. It's, I promise you won't regret it. It'll be the best thing you've ever done. If you are fortunate enough to live near a store, go out there today, tomorrow. Put in an application. It doesn't change the way you feel about collecting or anything. If anything else, it makes it better. Collectors unite. Go work in the stores. Yes! Collectors start working! <laughs> kind of wrapping this up, is there any fun facts or other information you'd like to share on working at American Girl? Well, we already spilled the beans about Julie's hair. <laughs> I guess there was a doll that was in curlers halfway. She's actually one of the very first displays I styled for a launch. And she was in curlers for years. So when she finally got pulled out of the display, I rolled the other half of her head and steam set it. Um, visual employees get to do a few things that most people don't get to do. Like if you take your doll to the hair salon, they are not going to have um, access to the steamer. But the visual employees do. So I perma-steamed the rest of her hair and took her down. I mean, I took her down, I mean the curlers. And so now I have this curly 29, and she got to come home with me. I was able to get her in a complete sale. And That's so cute. What other special dolls have you gotten from American Girl Kansas City, if you don't mind me asking? You know, there are a few from displays that are pretty memorable. There are some that just kept me company and back of house sometimes while I was working. I have a 21 who I put in Kit's blue dress, and she's just adorable in it. And she just sat in the back of house and worked with me for a long time. And she got to come home and live with me, too, via an employee sale. And I already had a 21, and I didn't need another 21, but she was mine by then. You just, some dolls you just fall in love with. 
because of employee sales and the benefit sale and other things, I actually have chronologically almost all of the truly needs from one up until, gosh, I haven't kept track lately, but it's got to be in the 30s or 40s <gasps> now. Oh, my gosh. Um, the only really rare doll that I don't have is 18 without bags. But I have all of the others, including original six. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. That's so cool. There's somebody actually selling um, number 32 on Facebook Marketplace, and I'm so excited because I don't have 32, and so I'm going to pick her up tomorrow, and I'm really excited. That's, like, really random. Oh, I'm so, uh, 32's pretty. Isn't she so, so cute? Okay, everyone, we have sadly reached the end of this episode. I'm like really sad because I love talking with Abby about dolls and I just think she's one of the most coolest person in the world and I felt like our conversation was just really good today. Aw, thank you. You're so sweet. Oh, thank you. Anytime. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Whatever, whenever you want to come back, you are more than welcome to. Um, I also really loved kind of getting to talk about American Kansas City because I've been, I feel like I've been vocal about getting to go to the American Girl Kansas City store and how much it meant to me, and this was, like, really such, like, a cute little special episode. I, like, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of going back and forth on whether to do something like this, and I'm really glad I did because I'm really happy that we did this today, but um, I kind of am going back and forth because, you know, I was really hurt by the closing, but, like, you know, sometimes you just have to go back and you have to just make yourself remember the good parts. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I still have bad dreams about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't change how I feel about dolls or how I feel about the company. So I'm, it's, it's nice to be able to finally maybe move past it a little. I mean, we'll never ever forget, but. Yes. And let me tell you, if they, they were able to open another one, I would be first in line to sign up to work there again. Same. Honestly, I really want to work at an American Girl store, so I would be, honestly, probably right there with you, or, you know, first in line for the grand reopening. Uh-huh. And I still think, Absolutely. to this day, they should reopen one in Kansas City, so. Fingers crossed that they bring back some of the old ones that close, and especially Kansas City. Let's hope so, because, I mean, it, there's nothing like that experience for girls. There's nothing like that. Exactly. Have to be able to travel or already live in the backyard of one of the flagships, then it's just not possible. And it's just not the same to buy it on the, online. It's just not. I think the experience is unlike anything. And plus, nowadays, people don't really have a whole lot of choices to go and buy toys. Like, where's the experience in Target? Like, sure, like there could be an awesome toy section, but not every Target has an awesome toy section. It's true. And I mean, the Topeka Target doesn't. The Lawrence Target doesn't. You have to go all the way into Kansas City to find that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not local to most people. And the Walmart toy aisle and the Target toy aisle are just not experiences anymore. They just aren't. I feel the same way. So it's like we need that experience again. American Girl, please bring that back. Bring it back. Source for everyone. Yes. Okay, so thanks for listening to today's episode of the Dome Mom Podcast. I had a 
ton of fun talking with Abby. I hope you had an, um, as much fun as I did. Be sure to check Abby out. I'll link her down below so you can find out her Instagram. Maybe check her out. Give her a follow because she's amazing and super, super sweet and kind. Um, check out the Doll Mom podcast as well. We're on Instagram and we're now on Facebook, which is really cool. So go give us a like on there. And yeah, new episodes drop every single month on 25th. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,